Is that what you were saying, Brother Allen? Where are you at? Oh, <laughs> new creation, right? Manifold new blessings every day. They're here for the taking, amen? How many of you would like to have a fresh start this year? Raise it up high. Let me see it. Amen. Amen. Even though we all have this desire to have a fresh start, we have to first look back on last year and even maybe through the course of our lives, and we have to see that we've made a lot of mistakes in our life. Amen? We've made a, had a lot of setbacks, had a lot of failures, and somehow it seems that sometimes we allow these setbacks, we allow these failures and these mistakes to keep us from experiencing the great joy of the Lord, the great joy of, of actually being a Christian. But here's some good news for you this morning, amen? God says, I want you to have a fresh start in your life. God says, I want you to have a new beginning. God says, I want to do something new in your life. Aren't you glad that God wants to do something new? Aren't you glad that God wants you to have a new beginning this year? Doesn't it excite you that God desires to bring something brand new into your life. Everybody here today needs a fresh start with God. Everybody here needs a new beginning with God. Now, last year, I'll bet that some of you said, I'm going to grow in my relationship with God. I'll bet you that some of you said, you know what? I'm going to pray more in 2011. I bet you that some of you said, I'm going to read my Bible more in 2011. I bet you that some of you said, I'm going to serve my church more in 2011. But the fact is that for one reason or another, we all probably made some bad choices. We all made some, some bad decisions that hindered us from doing that that we wanted to do. Well, God's Word gives you great encouragement this morning. In the midst of telling His people about the Savior who would come, God says in Isaiah 43 and verse 18, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Would you pray with me? God, everyone here in this room today is in need of a new beginning, a fresh start with you. And I pray that your word would speak clearly to our hearts to show us how to do that. Because we love you and we know you love us. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Another translation reads that verse this way. The Lord says, forget about all that's happened before. Don't think about the past. Forget all that. Because it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. It's nothing compared to the brand new thing that I want to do in your life. Forget about what's happened before. Don't think about the past. It's over. The book is closed on your past. And there's not a thing you can do to change it. 
But some people mistakenly think that God is stuck on their past. They think that all God wants to do is remind them of their past blunders. They think all God wants to do is remind me of how I've fallen short, of how I've sinned. But I want to tell you this this morning, and if you don't think or remember anything else I say today, I want you to remember this. Your God is far more interested in your future than he is in your past. The future is where you're going to spend the rest of your life. So he says, forget about it. Forget about your past. Forget about the former things. Don't think about it, but look forward to what I'm going to do in your life. That new thing. Now, here in the scriptures, God's people were suffering. They were suffering the consequences of the rebellion in their sin against God. But God wanted to give them hope. He wanted to give them encouragement. He wanted them to know that even though they were bearing the consequences of their sin and it was difficult to bear, they were not forsaken. That even though they were going through these consequences, God had not left them. He was still with them even through the consequences of the rebellion. Instead, God wanted to give them a fresh start. He wanted to give them a brand new beginning in life. Maybe that's where you are this morning. Maybe you're going through some consequences, some challenges, some trials. But God wants you to know that while you may feel you've made so many mistakes, while you may feel that you have failed God in so many ways, while you may feel that you've get, sinned against God so much that God don't even want anything to do with me anymore. Maybe you feel like there's no future for you in God's plan. But if you're listening, say amen. amen. That's a bold-faced lie. Don't believe that lie. It's straight from the gates of hell. It's straight from the mouth of Satan. Don't believe that lie, friends, because God says it's not over. It's not over. I've got plans for you. I've got plans to prosper you, to grow you, and to draw you closer to me. I want to do something new in your life. This morning, I want to share with you how you can make a fresh S-T-A-R-T in your life. And using that word start, I want to show you that no matter what kind of financial future or financial mistake, what kind of marital failure, no matter what kind of moral failure you've had in the past, no matter how bad you've blown it, no matter how ashamed you may be, you can S-T-A-R-T over. You can start over. So let's look at that first letter in the word start. S. How do I do it? How do I start over? Look at the word S. Stop making excuses. 
If I want a fresh start in my life, I've got to stop making excuses for my failures. I've got to stop blaming other people. I've got to stop seeing myself as a victim of my consequences. I've got to realize that, yes, other people can hurt me. Other people can harm me. Other people might even scar me. But the only person that can ruin me is me. The only person who can ruin you is you. No one can ruin your life without your permission. Don't give them permission. You have a choice. And you ought to choose now how you're going to respond to the failures you've had in your life. The Bible says that the starting point is just be honest. Just be honest and admit Admit and accept responsibility for your part of the problem. Proverbs 28, 13 says this, He who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes those failures will have mercy. What does that mean? It means that a man or a woman who refuses to admit his or her mistakes can never be successful. But if he or she confesses and forsakes those failures, then guess what? They get another chance. They get a new beginning. They get a fresh start. But it's hard to admit when we're wrong. It's hard to admit when we're wrong. We don't like to admit, I made a mistake. We don't like to admit, I blew it sky high. But God says, if we'll admit our mistakes, admit our failures, admit our sins, then we'll get another chance in life. If we can just bring ourselves to put our pride aside and accept the fact that, you know what, we're going to make mistakes. Accept that fact, we're going to make mistakes, then life will go on and success becomes a possibility. But our problem is, is that we stop trying right in the midst of our failure. We just throw our hands up and give up. But how many of you know that if at first you don't succeed, welcome to the human race. <laughs> Amen? If at first you don't succeed, then guess what? You're normal. Very few people succeed on the very first try. And often, we just give up. When success is right around the corner. So don't give up. Because friend, you're never a failure until you quit. Never give up. You're never a failure until you quit. It's always too soon to quit. And so the Bible says, stop making excuses. Admit that it when it's your fault and get on with life. Have you ever heard that? People who are very good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else because they're always making excuses. So the S in start tells us to stop making excuses. Now the T in start tells us that we ought to take inventory. Take inventory of our failures. That means I ought to evaluate my experience whether it's good or whether it's bad. 
I had to look at my failure and see what happened. After the failure, we ought to take inventory of the experience and see what in the world could I possibly learn from this. What can I learn from this failure? In other words, learn from your mistakes. And know that failure can either be a friend or failure can be a foe. You determine if failure is a friend or a foe by how you react to it. For instance, you can choose to learn from your failure or you can choose to repeat your failure. You have that choice. But if you take inventory of your failure and you learn from it, then failure is your friend. But on the other hand, if you don't learn from your failure, then you're destined to repeat that mistake over and over and over again, and you will never be a happy camper. Amen? So as you take inventory of last year's failures, last year's mistakes, ask yourself three questions. First question is, what have I learned? What have I learned from my mistakes of 2011? You know, I know a lot of people who are 40, 50 years old, but they don't have 40 or 50 years worth of experience. You know why? Because they live the same year of experience over and over and over again. They've never learned anything new. They've never learned from their failures. And they just keep repeating that same mistake and the same bad choices year after year after year. So what have you learned from last year's failures? If you don't take the time to sit down and think them through, you're going to end up repeating the same mistakes over and, again, over and over again. Why? Because you didn't learn. You didn't learn anything from it the first time. So ask yourself, what have I learned from my mistakes? What have I learned from my failures of last year? But two... You need to ask yourself, what are my assets? What are my assets? What are the positives that I still have? What are the things that I've still got going for me? Have I got my health? Have I got my freedom? Am I still mentally sound? Don't answer that. Have I still got some friends? Is the Lord still on my side? Do I still have my church family? Ask yourself, what assets do I have that will help me to make a fresh start in 2012? But there's a third question that we ought to ask as we take inventory of last year's failures. Not only what have I learned, not only what are my assets, but also who can help me? Who can help me? When we make a fresh start, we need somebody close by our side. We need a good friend. We need maybe an accountability partner. Maybe we need uh, an encourager, a support person. We need to find somebody that will help us as we make a fresh start. Someone who will come alongside us and walk through this fresh start with us. And we need to know that there is always one. Amen. There is always one that we can count on to give us the help we need to make a fresh start. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He will always be there. He will always be willing to help you put your life back together. He will always be there to help you get started on the right foot. He's always there. So friend, no matter how bad you've blown it, no matter how ashamed you may be of last year's failures, just stop making excuses and take inventory of your failures. The third step in getting a fresh start, a fresh S-T-A-R-T, is to act in faith. The Bible says that the key to changing anything is faith. But it's not just faith alone. It's an active faith. An active faith. If you want to change your circumstances, it's going to take some active faith. If you want to change your personality, it's going to take some active faith. If you want to change anything in your life, you've got to have some faith. When two blind men came asking Jesus to heal them of their blindness in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus first asked them, do you believe? Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they both said, yes, Lord, we believe. And so he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. Now that's a very simple, but a very powerful statement. According to your faith, it will be done to you. I read that Nick Saban once said, you don't get what you want. You get what you expect. You don't get what you want. You get what you accept. Now, I don't think Nick was preaching. Amen? I've heard his language. But it sure sounds like the words of Christ to me. We tend to get out of life exactly what we expect. So what are you expecting? In 2012. What things are you expecting? Are things going to get better? Are things going to get worse? Are things going to stay the same? What are you expecting? Can I tell you that if you act in faith, you will do something. Say do. Say it louder. If you're acting in faith, you will do something. You will do something positive to ensure that you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over again. You'll do something. That's active faith. This faith that I'm talking about doesn't lay down and say, Oh, Lord, I trust you. Now do it. No. The kind of faith that I'm talking about gets up, takes positive action, relying on God's help to bring the positive changes in my life. It's an act of faith. In Acts chapter 3, in verse 1, the word of God says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, and to ask alms, to ask for handouts from those who entered the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for handouts and fixing his eyes upon him with John and Peter said, look at us and get this. 
So he gave them his attention expecting. He gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold do I not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Expecting. The man asked something and he expected to get it. Truth is, he got more than he expected, amen? Many times we ask for something but we expect nothing. And so we get exactly what we expected, which is nothing. We've got to stop rehearsing the past. We must stop regretting the past and begin expecting God's best for our present and our future. Are you expecting? Are you expecting God's best? How many of you know that whatever you focus on, you tend to reproduce in your life. Whatever you focus on, you tend to reproduce in your life. If you're focused on the past, the tendency will be to repeat those same mistakes. Focus on God's best expecting, because according to your faith, it'll be done unto you. So the key to a fresh start is admitting your failure, learning from it, and then acting in faith for the future. So that means if I want a fresh S-T-A-R-T, the R means I need to refocus my thoughts. I need to refocus my thoughts. If I want to get going again, i got to rethink the way I think. Everybody get that? If I want to get going again with a fresh start, i got to rethink the way I think. I need to change my mind about a number of issues, a number of things going on in my life. Because you see, the way that you think directly determines the way that you feel, and the way that you feel determines the way that you act. Did you know that? Let me go it again. The way that you think determines the way that you feel, and the way that you feel determines the way that you act. If you want change, you want a fresh start. If you want to change your actions, just start changing the way that you think. Refocus your thoughts, and it will inevitably change the way you act. Just try it. If you're depressed and discouraged and you're disgruntled and distressed, it may be because you're thinking depressed, discouraged, and depressing thoughts. And you know what? That's your choice. You can do that. You can think those thoughts if you want to. But you'll never receive God's best. You've got to refocus your thoughts. You don't have to think that way. It's your choice. You don't have to think those kind of thoughts. Paul wrote to the Roman believers in Romans chapter 12. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
And by that renewing of your mind, you will prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you don't renew your mind, you can't prove that acceptable and good and perfect will of God. So, just to have a fresh start, you've got to refocus your thoughts. Renew your mind. If I have to refocus my thoughts to get a fresh start, that means I've got to stop thinking those same old patterns. I've got to stop thinking that same old way. So what memories are you still rehearsing? What memories are you still rehearsing over and over and over again that are inhibiting you from having a fresh start? The Bible says let them go. The Bible says let them go. Let go of those things. Because, friend, the more that you hold on to that memory, the more that you rehearse it, the more that you rehash it, the more it's going to continue to hurt you today. Let it go. Refocus your thoughts. Not on the past, but on the future. That good and acceptable, perfect will of God. You've got to change your mind and be determined that you're going to replace those painful, hurtful memories with ones more in keeping with the new you. Amen? The new you. The two. 2012 version of you. So no matter how bad you've blown it, no matter how ashamed you may be, you can start over. But you got to stop making excuses. You got to take inventory of your failures. You've got to act in faith and you've got to refocus your thoughts. Finally, You've got to trust God for the success. Trust God. He'll help you to succeed. We don't need to depend on our own feeble abilities that have already proven we can't do it. We don't need to, de to depend on our own feeble abilities that already show us that we failed last year. We need to trust somebody who's got stronger and more control over my circumstances than me. But some people just don't get it. Some people, they'll stumble and fall and they'll get up and they'll say, oh, I just got to try harder. It's like going up to, to a wall and you start banging your head against that wall, hoping that one of these days that wall will fall. You try it again. Bang, bang, bang. Why won't this wall fall? You keep doing it thinking maybe someday this wall will fall. But did you know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again the same way, expecting different results? If you keep doing the same thing the same way, you're going to get the same result. So you've got to take a fresh start, have a new beginning. Go a new direction. You and I can't change who we are. Only God can do that. But listen to this. Success in the Christian life is not trying harder. Success in the Christian life 
is giving God control of our lives. Let him make the change. Submit, surrender, and relinquish control of our lives to him. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, the word of God says, You will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Let me repeat that. You will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's the only way you're going to succeed. That's the only way you're going to get a fresh start. That's the only way you're going to get a new beginning. It's by the spirit of God. And God specializes in new beginnings. And the Lord Jesus has the power to do that, to give us that new beginning. It's called being born again. It's called giving a, giving a chance to start over. So we can have a fresh start. We can have a fresh start as we get a new life and begin this brand new year. But God says this. I don't just want you to turn over a new leaf. I want to give you a brand new life. I want to do something new for you. So will you have a fresh start in 2012? Can I tell you that it is your choice if you want a fresh start in 2012? How can I have a fresh start? Well, I can have a fresh start by Stopping those excuses. By taking an inventory of my failures, by acting in faith, refocusing my thoughts, and trusting God with the success. I pray it's your desire to have a fresh S-T-A-R-T in 2012. That's God's desire for you. But now it's your choice. During this invitation time, you can make that decision public if you wish. There may be somebody here who says, you know what? I need to start over, all right. I need to be born again. I need to become a child of God. I need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior so that I can have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah, I need, I need a fresh start, all right. This invitation is for you. It's for you to have a fresh start. So what will it be? Let us pray. Father God, it is your desire that we all have a brand new beginning. Lord, it's your desire that we have a fresh start. But Lord, we also know that there are some things that we must do to make ourselves ready for the start you wish to give us. We've got to stop making excuses. We've got to take inventory, look back, and learn from our mistakes. Lord, we've got to get off of our backsides and start acting in faith. Lord, we've got to learn to renew our thinking. And Lord, more than any of that, we must trust you for the success. Lord, if there's somebody here that desperately needs a fresh start, what a great day to do that. January the 1st, 2012, the Lord's Day. 
Lord, if they need prayer today to kickstart this brand new start, Lord, invite them to come. Lord, if there's somebody that needs a, a sure enough brand new beginning by being born again into the family of God, Lord, I pray that you'd bring them. Whatever decision it is that you want for them, I pray that you would quicken their heart and encourage them to take that step of faith to make a fresh start in 2012. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the blood that he shed on the cross and through the belief and the faith in that sacrifice, we can know that we're a part of the family of God. Lord, have your will in your way in this decision time. And I pray that you're glorified through it, through the decisions that your people make in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen.